Hi, I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and today on the Medical Influencer Show, uh, I have a special guest. His name is Daniel Tribby. Welcome to the show today, Daniel. Thank you, Dr. Carter. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you today. So uh, let's get started on uh, talking about you published a book. Uh, it has an interesting title. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually not published yet. It should be out by the end of the summer. Oh, okay. Great. So uh, what is your book called? Uh, it is actually called Unfucking Private Healthcare. It's the playbook on sales, marketing, and customer service for private healthcare offices. So you were going for a little shock value there, I see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think if you if you pull, and this isn't a dog on anybody who's written about healthcare marketing, but if you pull a lot of those books, they're kind of the titles are kind of generic. They're kind of they don't inspire people to want to pick it up. So I want to do something that made people go, "Oh dear God, what is this about?" <laughs> gotcha. Yes. So it's not about sexual harassment in the medical practice, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not, definitely not. Although okay, good. I probably need some good content for another time. <laughs> oh, beautiful. All right, so let's do, let's get started on that. I, I, I'm, I'm sure. definitely curious now. I mean, the, 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 the title does invoke that, that response. So what exactly is the concept behind the book? Yeah, I think that um, a lot of businesses as a whole, uh, really, uh, some of the most successful ones are the ones that really establish their why within their business, right? So you look at big businesses, people like Apple or Microsoft, they have a very clear why as to why they're producing products, right? And I feel that that is largely missed in the medical field. Most of the people's why is because they want to help people, you know, which is, well, obviously, you wouldn't be a medical professional if you didn't want to help people. But what's the deeper thing that you want to do? What's the deeper feeling that you want to inspire in people that come to your practice? And it doesn't matter if you're an OB or um, physical therapist and orthopedist. There's got to be a why other than just cutting and pasting people or delivering babies. <laughs> I like that. Cutting and pasting. I like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. And so you're, you've, you've had experience in this, this arena. You, um, you were involved in the physical rehab arena. Is that correct? I was. Yeah. So my background is in as, as an athletic trainer. So, um, I would be responsible for the care treatment and uh, return to play factors that contribute to athletes that are injured. And that could be athletes from, I've worked anything from middle school athletes all the way up through professional and weekend warriors. Nice. Nice. And, and you worked really close with a physiatrist for quite a while, right? I did. I did. We were both part of the same practice uh, in Atlanta for a long time. Um, I was on the physical rehab side and then she was obviously doing uh, more of the uh, interventional treatments for the spine, typically epidurals, those types of things. So got to do uh, a lot of, uh, of, of spine rehab um, for her particular uh, client base or patient base. Perfect. And then you decided to get married. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we had a good working relationship for a long time. And, and then we just happened to be, uh, we had another coworker uh, who was leaving to go to the military of all things. And uh, we were at a going away party. And, you know, we'd been friends and, and colleagues for a long time. And we just started having a deeper discussion. And one thing led to another. And here we are six years later, we've been married. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. So, uh, all right. So, so basically this, this, what would you say that the main topics of of your book is really discussing what what is the what is the idea behind it yeah i in I really believe that most healthcare practitioners are one major skill away from separating themselves from everybody else that's like them 
right? Okay. So what, what separates you from the other ortho down the street? What separates you from the other dentist around the corner or in your respective city other than just clean teeth or fixing broken bones, right? Right. A lot of times those skills are things like sales tactics or proper marketing solutions or even just the, the congruency of your team to come together to provide an excellent experience for your patients that come through the door. So the book is centered around just really driving home new ideas that can be applied to healthcare practices, particularly private ones. I don't really, you know, hospitals, those, those aren't really in my, in my wheelhouse. I don't want to deal with those types of people. So, you know, knowing who I'm for, I know who I'm not for obviously big things, but I think that if people can take this book and apply some of the knowledge that I'm dropping in it, then they can make significant changes to their practice that really pull them away from every other practice that's quote unquote like them. You know, in a, I think in, in a world of, of branding um, doctor's offices, when somebody says, you know, oh, I'm a doctor, in your brain, you automatically group them into, well, they're a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they right. swim in what, uh, and, and Jerry Foster is, is a branding guy that I've worked with, what he calls um, red ocean water. Elbows are sharp. People don't really know who you are. Mm-hmm. But in order to differentiate yourself, you can come up with different branding tactics, sales, marketing, customer service things that make you Dr. Smith, comma, ortho, not just Dr. Smith and a pile of other doctors. Makes sense. So diving in, yeah, so diving into, into really who you are and how your services differentiate really make you kind of like that me-only place. This is the only office where you can go to get A, B, and C while being treated like X, Y, and Z. So it, it helps pull you away from, from blending in with the group. How to stand out from your, your competition. Exactly. Exactly. And how does a doctor actually do that, though? I mean, if they know who they are and what they do, how do they convey that to the rest of the world? Exactly. So, and I think that goes into first identifying um, what your vision and mission are for your practice, right? So most people, and and personal visions are great. You know, I want to be the top cardiologist in all the land. You know, that's, that's great. But that doesn't rally your team around a common goal. So your vision should be something that's really, really big. Like I I use Bill Gates as an example all the time. His vision for Microsoft was not to be a billion dollar industry. His vision for Microsoft was at a time when computers were really only for large manufacturing plants or large entities, corporations, things like that. But his vision was that every office and every home would have a computer that speaks to personal needs of that individual. Right. So he wanted that. I mean, that's a huge vision, right? To change that kind of an industry to where everybody could use a computer. Right. Right. So it's that vision is like your mountaintop. It's that thing that you want to get to. It should be slightly unreasonable. It should feel like it's out of reach because if it's not, you're not going to push for it. Right. 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 And then your mission identifies with all the steps that get you to that vision. Right. And those are the things that your team rallies around. Those are the things that that establish that congruency within your team and makes you a leader for them to really drive that vision. And, you know, if you can find a way that people believe in what you believe and have those like-minded people, you develop a team that's really strong and that team can then deliver services at a level where nobody else can. So I always tell people that's where you got to start. You got to establish why you're doing this 
before you before you start talking about the what and the how behind it. So if, if you've ever read Simon uh, Sinek's book on starting with why, that's essentially the system behind it. You want to come up with a reason why people should do business with you, and you want those people to believe in the same things that you believe. So starting with that that why and that vision, that mission, really starts to pull you away from everybody else. That makes sense. So is there like a process in the book that explains how to figure out your why? Absolutely. So there's no point in writing a book if it doesn't have action items in it, right? If, it, if I'm just giving you knowledge without challenging you to do or take any action, what's the point, right? Yep. So inside the book, there's a couple charts that you, you know, will be able to fill out. And once our, our website is launched for it, you know, obviously you don't have to recreate these charts. You'll be able to have a print ready, colorful uh, PDF that you can download directly from that website once we launch it. And that way you'll have all those book tools, if you will, that are a part of, of the book themselves. So people can have access to checklists. They can have access to different charts that really help you. You know, a lot of us are visual. We want to see where we're lacking. So once you start to fill these action items out, you'll really get to see where you need to start and what are the pieces that may be missing, who are the people that you don't have, and who are the people who are really drowning your business that you need to, quote unquote, get rid of. Now, how is your book specialized for the medical industry and not just in general for business because I would say most businesses pretty much all of them sorry my cat is enjoying my computer here um, <laughs> I'm like why is my computer shaking uh, it why is uh, you know with most businesses they need to know their why so how could this be distinguished specifically for the medical industry is there a difference yeah, I, I think so. I, th I think um, a lot of times when we look at products versus services, there's they're two very different things, but also one in the same, right? Um, my rule is that you're always in sales. I don't care if you're offering a service or a product or you're trying to get your you know 22-year-old child to move out of their house. Like You're always trying to sell something, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> Easy, right? So, um, you know, I think that, that people don't, take an approach from a provider standpoint or from a service standpoint that they should take. You know, people, I've heard doctors and not just doctors, but many healthcare people say, well, I'm not in sales. Okay. So let's break this down for you. All, Selling a product and why it's relevant for your needs is not that hard. But selling a service or a plan for your health that I came up with as a provider is difficult. It's difficult to do. So you're selling yourself and your ideals, right, versus selling how a product benefits you, right? You're selling how a service benefits you. And so you have to be able to differentiate those two things, whether it's a business that makes a product or a business that services people. So you have to start talking to who it is you're trying to service, who are the people you're trying to sell to, and who are those top tier people that really will uh, take a liking to you and you develop that, you know, that relationship of knowing, liking and trusting them. So it, there's a, they're one and the same, but different at the same time, but you have to start viewing everything you do as sales and everything your team does as sales. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you on that. We're always selling no matter what industry we're in, it's always a sales process. You're selling your services, your products, your, yourself, you know, your knowledge, uh, 
you know, your time, there's just always a sale there. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think in medicine, you have to sell a feeling, right? It's an, it's, it's an intangible thing. If I'm selling a product, I can offer that product for, for free, essentially, for, or a trial, right? So if I bake cookies, I can say, hey, I'll give you these 10 cookies, different ones taste and let me know what you think. And then would you buy them if I sold them, right? But in healthcare, I can't say, come in and try the shoulder injection out. Let me know how it goes right? Come in and let's have a practice run of delivering a baby and let me know what you think, right? It's, it's, it doesn't work like that. So you have to make what's intangible, tangible in order for people to really like have inspired feeling, right? Rather than just say, you know, we're the best OB in town. We can deliver your baby for you. Yeah, great. Well, how am I going to feel? You know, maybe you offer something like if you're a first time mother, we okay. offer... Sorry. Yeah, no problem. What I was saying was, is if you were a, uh, if you're a first time mother, maybe you differentiate your OB services by saying something to the effect of, you know, if this is your first pregnancy, we give a 45 minute initial consultation to you. And then we also partner with a local mom's group to give you support, right? right? Those are things that you're offering people that sell them more on how you're trying to benefit them other than just giving them knowledge about what their pregnancy is going to be like. That makes sense. Excellent. So after you figured out your why and in all those things, what's the next step? Yeah. So why vision and mission, and then you start to evaluate how that translates to your team, right? So once you come up with those things, you have to get your team rallied around them, you know, and that goes into being a good leader. So, I mean, how many physicians, I mean, you're a physician, did you go to leadership school? Did you go to marketing school? I mean, there's a very small handful of people that went to, uh, that have an MBA that are also healthcare providers, right? right? But even so, how many of the people that taught you those skills in college actually have owned their own business and had to market it? Have actually had to manage their own team, lead their own team, right? So again, it goes back to skill sets that most of us as healthcare providers don't have or aren't taught at a certain point. So what, uh, what we do is we lead you into developing a strong team, right? Building your leadership capabilities, building commonality and congruency around those vision and missions, right? Mm -hmm. Once we have that, we can start looking at the customer service portion of it. How are we then going to serve your particular patient base based upon those values you've then discovered? So, and then that translates into your marketing, right? Everybody market, 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 put my stuff out there, but nobody knows who you are, or what you stand for. So you can't market until you've established those things first and got your team aligned with them. Then you begin that marketing process. So we walk you through uh, proper hard marketing strategies, proper uh, digital marketing strategies. I, I can't tell you how sick I am of people who hit me in my, in my LinkedIn inbox and they say, wouldn't it be great to have 30 extra leads a month? Well, yeah, it's great if my team knows how to sell them on what we do. And you know what I mean? So, and that's one of my experiences with, with poor marketing within the system is that yes, we can generate leads, but we're not doing anything to teach you how to convert those leads. Mm -hmm. So we, we talk about those steps within marketing and customer service and then um, proper marketing strategies that really help you stand out. I see a lot of healthcare providers, they want to uh, talk very insider language based on what they do, 
right? So if I'm dealing with uh, lateral epicondylitis, which I'm sure you know what that is, and I know what that is. And the majority of healthcare providers who are hearing us talk about this know what that is. But if I'm a person, I don't know what the hell lateral epicondylitis is. But if I say to you, hey, I can help your elbow pain so you can get back on the tennis court or the golf course, now I'm speaking your language. Right. right. So most people relate to you on a fifth grade type of, of level. So if you're not approaching your client base digitally or even hard marketing wise with more of that, why people are just like, Oh, they stuck a needle in your elbow. Okay, cool. I don't know what the hell that's for, but looks cool. If I ever have a problem, maybe I'll think about them. Right. What separates you are the people that you're talking directly to those people understand exactly how you're going to help me get back to work if I have back pain. You're going to help me spend time with my child on the floor for grandparents' time when right now I can't get off the floor because my knees hurt. Mm. So it's about identifying how to properly approach that marketing so people understand what they're going to feel when they do business with you. Perfect. That's awesome. And we round, yeah, we round it all up at the end in a nice pretty bow. And then my last chapter gives you a little motivational kick in the ass to do it. So if you're a Grant Cardone fan and you've read the 10X rule or any of his stuff, you know, he's super in your face. So I, uh, I try to do that in the last chapter just to give you that extra kick in the ass that you need to get you to go where you need to go. I like it. So you develop your why, find out who you are, have a message really. You know, and then you want to develop your practice and your team around that message and building a strong team, right? And yep. be about a mission. And then uh, gear your, your marketing and, and that towards that goal and that message, right? And being able right. to um, sell your services. Now, when you talk about selling your services, um, t- can you go into any detail into how that, uh, how it, how you help with that area? Absolutely. So um, I'm going to use office lobbies as an example here, because this is one of my biggest pain points and it drives me crazy. So what office lobbies. So your, your waiting waiting room, the area where, where your patients sit and wait for you to be called back should be an area where, you're selling your services or at least talking about the ancillaries that you have. But what do you normally see when you, when you sit in that waiting room? It's usually some sense. What's that? Magazines. Yes. Expired ones. It drives me crazy. Like why are we flooding our our lobby with home and garden or men's fitness or, you know, uh, CNN on the TV or HGTV? Like why are we, why are we promoting other stuff rather than what we have? You know, it's really, really simple to find a videographer Uh, that can put videos together for you that you can stream on your TV lobby. It's really easy to stream your YouTube channel. If you don't have one, you should through your TV lobby. So you're constantly talking about the benefits of what you offer. You should have healthcare checklists in your lobby. You should have pamphlets on the tables where people sit that only talk about what you offer, right? Not the injury attorney down the street that can help you if you've been in a car accident. Now, you know, those are, these are things that really help people identify with how to do business with you. You know, you're more than just the services you offer. And if the, the sooner you start kind of sidebar selling, if you will, not cheesy used carsmen kind of selling, but just putting stuff in front of people to where they can then ask questions about it. And then you want to make sure that your staff is really clear on how to talk about those and not just say, well, uh, ask about that when you get in the room and the doctor will tell you. 
yep. right? Your staff needs to be trained on how to talk to these people and how to say, you know, you know, you don't just need one part of this, you need all parts of this, and this is what it's going to do for you, right? Sales is not as, as cheesy as everybody thinks if you do it the right way. Got it. Yeah, that definitely. You've got you you've got a target market right in your office. Why not promote to them, right? It's perfect, exactly. Perfect time. Beautiful. Well, I think that was a pretty great summary of the book, and and I, I think this is a, a a much needed area that doctors are missing. They just think, you know, I don't know what they think on certain areas, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, they have to have know what they're why they're doing it because when I talk to doctors, they they just they're doing it for the money or they're, they're doing it. So they thought they would have free time, which they don't. So, and now that things have changed in, in uh, the insurance industry, now it's like, okay, now what do I do? You know? Exactly. And, I, and I'm glad you brought up that point because I, I feel, and there is a, there's a touch point in here that I didn't mention within the book um, on finances and how to manage them the right way. Most of your profitability books or money management books are geared towards you know, businesses and corporations that are not healthcare based. Right. So there is a portion in there that talks about, you know, things like if cash is high, buy, if it's not, lease the equipment, stop spending tens of thousands of dollars on equipment that you can't afford, right? Start right. paying yourself first, start moving towards putting money aside to pay the taxes for your business. The, the, the regular healthcare office already has what a 60 to 70% overhead, so how do you cut that down so that you're not working? Like you mentioned, you think you're not going to work a lot as a physician. You are. You got to be there. You're the doctor. So in order for you to build a business, you have to know how to manage the money within that business so that you can hire more people. So then you have the free time that you expect it to have. Do you uh, focus on looking at what your, your profitability, what your true profitability is? Yeah, I think a lot of people think that, you know, um, your profitability is just the money you have after you pay the expenses. It's not always true, mm -hmm. right? Your profitability is actually the real deal money that you have access to. That's the money the thing, that right? Profit yeah. is a theory. Exactly. Exactly. Robin says profit is a theory. Cash is king. It's <laughs> it. That is or queen. If you don't want to get any needs to issues here, but <laughs> whatever it is. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So when will, uh, when will your book be out again? Um, so I've got a couple a little remaining things to finish on it, and then it goes to the publisher. So uh, hopefully they, they say once I submit it, it takes on the long range 10 weeks. So I should be done and submitting it the first part of June, which puts us you know late July into August. So towards the end of the summer, it should be on, on shelves and on Amazon and all places coming to you. Is there a pre-order or, or is that not available? That not yet. There will be. There definitely will be. So yeah. once we and the website getting up and the marketing portion of that is all stuff that's in the in the works right now. So as soon as we have all those pieces in place, you you will be able to pre-order it. Okay. Beautiful. Well, fantastic, Daniel. Thank you so much for your time. I think the information was was very helpful, and uh, it will really make a difference in our industry. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Carter. I appreciate you having me on here. And, uh, and thanks again for your dedication to regenerative medicine. I think that's one thing that is big. I'm a huge, huge, huge uh, contributor to that field. And, and I have a big belief in it being the future of medicine. And it is probably about 70% of the practice that we do here in Orlando as well.
Beautiful. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, All right, Daniel. Thank you so much for your time.